You're listening to the Table Talk with your host, Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life. Tune in every other Thursday starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with me and a new special guest live on Facebook and Twitch. Without further ado, let's start the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Table Talk. My name is Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life. Welcome to the season two premiere of Table Talk. We got an awesome show for you tonight, and we have an awesome uh, guest that is going to be premiering tonight on the opening episode. He is a uh, very good friend, uh, long good friend. We were uh, just you know talking last night. We got to do a little bit of uh, mock meetup with each other, and uh, he runs a, uh, a very well-known uh, podcast, wrestling podcast that we'll get to talk about later in the show. He's a DJ, a singer-songwriter from uh, South Carolina. And I also want, before we get into our special guest, I want to give a shout out to my patrons, uh, Bernadette, David, and um Mary, thank you for uh, being on the Patreon account. And if you want to be part of the Patreon account, uh, feel free to sign up here at uh, patreon.com slash table underscore talk. We will be uh, posting some bonus footage from me and my special guest tonight right after the episode. So if you guys want to check out uh, some extra content, I think there's about an extra little over 30 minutes of content there so feel free to hit the link in the uh the bio and the uh description of this uh broadcast tonight and uh check out the tiers that we have there's some uh monthly exclusive content coming your way along with bonus footage you can get some audio downloads and you know we'd love to have you there and join the private community and also i want to make a short announcement that we are also you can find Table Talk now on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So uh, when you're on there, make sure to give us a follow on Podbean, Spotify, uh, follow, subscribe, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Now, I will say that the uh, shows on these will be strictly the conversations because I didn't want to have to deal with any type of copyright issues with live music since we do a little bit of live music on the shows here. Uh, so they will be strictly the conversation portions. However, we still will be uh, putting the video portions up on YouTube and you can get the uh, downloads of the audio of either both or one or the other through Patreon. So feel free to, uh, you know, Subscribe, follow, and join the communities, and uh, you know, keep following uh, the Table Talk community here. So, without further ado, let's get into our first uh, special guest here on the uh, season premiere episode of Table Talk. Everybody, welcome Doug McDonald. <laughs> What's going on, my friend? Hello. How, How are, are you? you? I'm doing good. I'm yeah. Doing... Hey, everybody, Patreon, do the thing. Sign up. Uh, go go sign up for, for the Patreon here. Also, if you are checking out the podcast on, on Podbean, leave a five-star review for, for Anthony, why don't you? Yes. Leave a five-star review. It Absolutely. Helps. It, it helps. Uh, if you enjoy the show, leave a five-star review. It'd be great. Yeah. It only takes, even if you just say, wow. It, it, there you go. It, it, Five it, stars. It, wow. It, yeah, there you go. Takes two Great seconds. Content. 
Great content. Yeah, of, course. of course. It helps it helps wonders and then it, it boosts your Fantastic. It, like we were just talking off air. Like it, it boosts the algorithm and everything. The, the, oh, sure, we we sure. all love it. We all love it. You know? We sure. all love the algorithms. Sure. sure. <laughs> I'll help I'll help sell I'll help sell table talk. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's leave some reviews. <laughs> and go. And go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know the I know the trade. <laughs> yeah, man. I know how I mean, these things work. Exactly. I mean, you being a podcast, I mean, this is right up your alley. Just, you know, promotion, oh, yeah. promotion, promotion every day, mm-hmm. all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash living the gimmick. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where absolutely you're promoting, 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 promoting uh, at the LTG podcast on Twitter. You know, who knows? Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about uh, a little bit of wrestling tonight. You know, wrestling. We'll be talking a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of music. Uh, you know, uh, Doug's got a lot of, you know, uh, jack of all trades. So we'll definitely have a lot to talk about tonight. But how about we get, uh, you know, a little bit of background about you, Doug? Sure. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a nerd uh, for all things music and pop culture and video games and streaming and all the things so i'm excited to to be here and be a part of it i mean i'm wearing a shirt that is half et <laughs> half earthworm gym i'm a giant nerd so and um i think i mean for me being when i was a kid I, I i can't remember how many times i used to watch et almost every day i think it went back from <laughs> from et and uh the wizard of oz i think they're the two top movies i was oh, wow, watching yeah. as a kid <laughs> i mean et is a f- fantastic movie we used to watch it all the time too i mean between that and the 89 batman those vhs's just oh, got yeah. worn out when i was a kid so oh yeah that i get it i get it yeah i'm from i'm i'm a little kid from from south carolina man we there there weren't if, if we were inside watching something it was probably something like that if not i was outside playing in, in the yard and mm-hmm. ride my bike around the neighborhood or um down at my my cousin's pool two doors down like that like that's we were always outside uh so when we did watch something it was basically me watching either taped cartoons from saturday morning because you, generally i had baseball games on saturdays but i would mm-hmm. never miss X-Men, the animated series, it was always taped on VHS. So that when I oh, got yeah, like Saturday morning cartoons. Man. 92 X-Men, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a big nerd. Um, again, my name's Doug McDonald. You can see it. It's on your screen. Uh, I am from Greenville, South Carolina. It's in the upstate of South Carolina. You know, there's three big sections, the upstates, the Midlands, and the coastal area, which we call the low country. And Greenville uh, is the biggest city in the upstate. And then mm-hmm. Columbia is our capital. It's the biggest city in the Midlands. And then Charleston is the biggest city in the low country. Um, I am married. My wife is from Charleston. So she's nice. from the biggest city in the low country. I'm from the biggest city in the upstate. And we try to stay out of the biggest city in the Midlands because <laughs> we don't like Columbia very much. But hey, I love people in Columbia. Right. But y'all know what you are. It's hot. It's too hot. There's hardly any greenery. It's all asphalt. I'm not a huge fan of, of right. the landscape of Columbia. But and you were yeah. mentioning your uh, wife, you were mentioning your wife uh, also does podcasting as well, correct? She does. So the studio that we have that we've built in our home here, uh, I'm not the only one that that frequents and, and uses it. It is mm-hmm. also my wife's location for doing her podcast, which is called That Park Life Podcast. And mm. It's a Disney podcast. So if anybody out there is listening is a Disney fan, uh, you should check out that podcast with my wife beth and greg that park life podcast check it out yeah definitely definitely give that some love check it out 
I'm a uh, for for any any collegiate people out there that that know collegiate sports. I'm a graduate of Clemson University. We have won a couple of national championships of football over the last few years, so mm-hmm. now people know who we are. Right. <laughs> uh, so my wife and I are Clemson Tigers, and we're daggum proud of it. Mm-hmm. And yes, I said daggum because again, I am from <laughs> South Carolina, where you don't hear a lot of Southern accent unless I say something like daggum. Yeah, I just said it. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, don't just like you were uh, saying uh, last night. You may not have like the the typical Southern accent. I can throw one on if you want me to. Throw it on if you really want to. I grew up with it. I know what it sounds like. You watch old home movies with me, man. It sounds just like this. But then you go. But then you go to Clemson and and you're you you get a degree in mm-hmm. broadcasting and you, you got to be like, I just kind of lost lo- it. Over like time. tighten up the tie, professionalize. Well, it's not just that. It's just you just. You, you, so well, most people, when you're learning how to, I could throw on the radio voice if you want me to throw the radio voice on. I can do the radio voice if you want me to. I can get there in a heartbeat if you want me to get bring Doug McDonald here from the radio. Like, I can do that, <laughs> or I could just talk in my normal voice. But even when I'm talking in my normal voice, the a lot of the southern draw has right. dissipated because you learn how to try to speak more eloquently, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I used to write out a lot of my words, I didn't even put G's on them. So it was like talking, <laughs> riding, you know, right. a lot of that. Now it's not that. And, you know, we were saying, you know, with uh, talking music wise, we'll get off with a little bit of the music. And uh, you sure. have a, you have you were saying here. that you were saying you uh, had written about close to probably 900 to a thousand different songs in your repertoire, but, you know, not saying that every one of them may make, you know, the airwaves or anything, but that's, you know, that's one thing that stuck out with me when we were first talking. That's pretty amazing that, you know, it's one thing, uh, some people may know that many covers, but, uh, you know, having that much original music that now is it now you can't really say i mean unless you really have uh but 900 to a thousand like complete or just like like either like you know just a mixture of like you know words phrases choruses verses and some maybe full songs what what uh do they kind of mixturize they are absolute start to finish songs um we were talking yesterday a little bit about just different things and somehow that came up yeah i mean i've been writing music again you can see the gray in the beard i'm not a young <laughs> man by any means uh i am established is what i'll say um uh-huh. in in songwriting i mean i started writing writing my own songs in probably 1999 ish mm-hmm. so we're looking at 22 you know almost 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 22 years of of stuff that i've put together um, right and i and i had a band and we were writing a bunch of songs and and of course you may write 30 to 40 songs while you're preparing for an album and only eight to ten of those get chosen or 12 exactly whatever. right so i have books and books and books mm-hmm. of stuff and or you know now with the phone it's, oh yeah it's it's i have you know voice voice demos i'm just yep. like, recording little voice demos and stuff so Beautiful little thing there. I'm not having to break out my old, uh, my old uh, Fostex eight track recorder. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, to to try to at least get a demo down, um, which which is exactly what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was oh, GarageBand. You could do some scratch demos, and then 
you know, it just became every little advance in technology led to how do I get these demos down? So at least I have an idea of what I did. Um, so I can keep something nearby in case I ever want to like look at that song and maybe turn it into something else. Yeah. I like the, the, the chord progression of this, but I don't like the lyrics. I'm going to rewrite lyrics and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, the, I can't count the amount of cover songs that I know I've been performing in live clubs and, and venues since 2001 mm -hmm. and a lot of those shows required us to play about 70 to 80 percent covers for three to four hour sets multiple times a month uh -huh. and so the catalog of covers I, I don't I can't count those like I just right. about anything I can anything I listen to if I love it I'm gonna learn it and I'll have that in my arsenal to throw out at some point and I listen to everything I listen to a little bit of of funk and mm -hmm. and classic rock and southern rock and hip hop and rock and metal break up all the subgenres some country like there mm -hmm. there's there's some stuff there and just about every genre that I probably know right. So it's when it comes to cover songs, I can't count that. But yeah, but ones that I've written probably probably about nine hundred to a thousand probably. That that's, I would say that's that's pretty accurate. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Good. Uh, and like I said, maybe 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 one hundred and fifty have seen the light of day in front of people. Mm -hmm. Maybe because right. yeah, I I got for a while there it was I challenged myself to write a song a day. So if you're doing that for think about 20 years and you're trying to do that every single day, well that's 365 a year. Mm -hmm. You'll get to that number pretty quickly. I think yeah. I think there was a, a span of three years where I re I honestly, even if it was the worst song on the face of the planet, I tried to write a song every single day. And you know that and just I think that's makes probably you, why I have so many. And that and a lot just of just makes great. you even a better songwriter because you know you think of like the the day one from what you were writing and then day th 365 sure. you know no matter what you think that last uh you know bit of uh, material is going to be way better than day one so if anything it's a challenge and speaking of challenges i knew uh i think it was within the last year that you did a 30 day what was a cover uh challenge you did a cover a day i did yeah, so I got to uh, check out a couple of those, and yeah, and when we when we all got shut in last year because mm -hmm. of the COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, it was hard for an entertainer. Uh, as you as you like, I have many many hats that I wear when it comes to employment. One mm -hmm. of which, of course, the first and foremost is singer songwriter performer. I, I perform at least two to three shows um, a week on on a good week. Um, and also, I am a DJ and MC for events, so weddings and all types of different events. Like this week, is, this uh, tomorrow, I have a or this Saturday, I have a retirement party I'm doing for for some people, and it's uh, great fun. I love doing it, and it's always it keeps me busy from Thursday to to, to Monday. Uh, the mm -hmm. weekends are always slammed, and then of course, there's some stuff during the week. But and then I'm a podcast host, but the mm -hmm. The pandemic shut down the other two parts of my employment last year. So, mm -hmm. from March sixteenth, I mean, it's burned in my brain because I had a show on the fifteenth, and then everything shut down the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. March sixteenth through, I would say June. I think I did my first wedding again in June, hmm. and I primarily did weddings. I still played one show a month. 
um, at one venue in Greenville that that really didn't shut down. They did a lot of social distancing, and it was, gotcha. I was a way far away from everyone. Um, so I did play one show a month for the entire year mm-hmm. outside of March and April where everything was shut down. Right. Um, bat when it, I think June is when I returned there. So March, April, May, I didn't play any live music anywhere. And I said, okay, especially in April where I had probably 14 or 15 shows lined up and everything got canceled. That's a giant, yeah. you know, not only is it, a detriment to the paycheck where i mean last year honestly in the middle of the pandemic you looking at our our income i think i probably lost probably three-fifths mm. of our annual income right just because of the pandemic but yeah looking at looking at the the landscape it was like okay well then i need to do some live streams like at least i can still play if i can figure out how to do this live stream thing yeah and then also it just so happened that for the, I think, three or four months before that, from like January through March, I kept seeing people throw up this hashtag 30 day song challenge graphic right. on all these social media accounts. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, what is this? And it was basically asking, you know, what's your favorite or what's the song that makes you the most emotional? What's your, mm-hmm. what song makes you think about, like, what's the first song you think about when you hear the word rain? Like, yeah. there's, a bunch of different things and each day you're supposed to reveal what that song is for you and i thought i would do something a little different where everybody was just posting yeah images of the album covers or and whatever. i did one of those it was like a 10 album thing. yeah like, yeah yeah so so instead of that i decided i'm going to release a, a cover version of that song each and every day so for 30 days i released a different cover track on my youtube channel mm-hmm and so, if you, I mean, if you go to Doug McDonald Music, uh, you search for Doug McDonald Music, or you go to DougMcDonaldMusic.com, you can you can find a link to that YouTube channel. You can look at all thirty of those. And again, it's a complete mixed bag because it's yeah. I listen to everything, so there's a ton of covers there and, and yeah. of a lot of different different genres. But yeah, I mean, I it, I thought it was an interesting way to keep keep in touch with with people and to stay creative. It allowed me to stay creative. And exactly, again, it gave yeah. me something to do every day. So right. I am a fan of staying creative. When you when you are a creative mind, you need to stay creative because yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but hey, listen, I'm a songwriter. I'm a creative person. I'm also a procrastinator because <laughs> of that. Yeah. And I am also someone who, if they don't have something on the agenda, will is I'm totally fine with doing nothing. So right. I like to put something on the agenda so that I stay stay busy and keep being creative. I don't want to get into a lazy yeah. uh, mindset. I, and I like kind of keeping habit. a busy schedule, but then yeah. like the same way. But if I have a span of time where I'm not doing much, it's like, I, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me, but well, I, I love it. I, I, I love doing I, absolutely I love, nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. I mean, I, I can, you know, do nothing all, <laughs> all day and not yeah. shed a tear. Uh, but oh, yeah. I, I love also, you know, keeping a full schedule. So then, yeah. you know, keeps the the mind going keeps your you know brain going to be like okay i mean not that it has to be like every second of every day but like okay you right. have something to look forward to if, if yeah. like you know playing shows you know you you know you're playing something friday saturday okay cool got i'm you know looking forward to the weekend it's either a, a gig that i've been playing at and i can't wait to go back or it's a new gig sure. and uh, i can't wait to actually like check out the vibe and check out the people because it's always you yeah. know something different when you're going and playing to a new venue uh but with the uh, 30 day challenge, um, 
you know, I, I saw a couple of the covers, but uh, what what do you think? Uh, if, if you can name one, if not one, uh, what what were your uh, what was your favorite? If not, what were your favorite covers to do for that thirty day challenge? A lot of the covers that I do, um, or that I did on that page, are ones that I do pretty regularly uh-huh. um, because they are songs that I love and that mm-hmm. are associated with certain memories and things. Um, I will never get tired of playing "Black" by Pearl Jam. Mm. ever yeah that is a good song. i'll never get tired of playing that song Eddie I, Vedder, I haven't played that one in a while influences, he's one of the bigger influences on me as a songwriter um because he our voices are very similar in range yes. uh so eddie and I, I i look to eddie when it comes to, to songwriting and positioning of of lyrics and the timbre in which he's singing different things like the timbre mm-hmm. of that. Now, I, I am a big fan of Pearl Jam. So uh, listening to and or performing a Pearl Jam song, I'm never going to get tired of that. Yes. I think one of the interesting ones was one that I, I, I've never played before, but it was one that was just stuck in my head for, I don't even remember what the category was, but I had to do a, uh, and it was literally like a have to, like I was like, I have to do this song, even though I don't, I've never played it. And I don't, only thing in my brain is uh and it's a sean mendez song uh okay you know it's a pop song yeah and and that's not my typical go-to genre so it was fun to do yeah. a cover of a top 40 hit at the time right because i just I'm, i don't normally do that i do you know top 40 hits from the 80s and 90s like yeah yeah that, but but like normal top 40 now is so electrical like computerized mm-hmm. yeah and and digital and and with with a ton of electric drums and stuff like drum right. patterns and stuff like that, it's it's a lot harder to do an acoustic cover of, of a top forty song today. Exactly. But, but Shawn Mendes, it was a, it was a fun challenge to try to do some of those covers with when I've never done them before. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple artists out there today that kind of still do the traditional way of you know actually having like the band feel. Like I, I do I do think you know. Uh, Sean Mendez and like the the Ed Sheerans, they still try to keep to like a decent like they're. I mean, I don't listen to too much of today's music, but uh, right. you know there are a, a very you know small list of people that I will you know listen to like the Bruno Marses and uh, you know like we just said Sean Mendez and uh, you know I, I've been I've been a big you know John Mayer fan. Uh, you know, for the last couple of years, and especially since, yeah. you know, you know, Continuum was the thing that really got me into him. Fan- and fantastic. You know, right. From start, start to, to finish. finish, start to finish. Yeah. It, well, I'm not a album. huge waiting on the world to change. So track two on, I think, is phenomenal. Uh, it, that song. Yeah. Waiting on the world to change. It it, it has I come to. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've weared I've worn out that song. Yeah. So I, I it, that's probably a song that I don't necessarily have to listen to. But but, but track two and, and on. That, that oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so, so much good stuff on there. And even mm-hmm. the stuff that he's just coming out with now is, you know, incredible. And yeah. I think I think my favorite I think my favorite cover that I did was with my wife. My wife hopped in and sang uh, a Johnny Swim song with me called First Try. Mm. That is such a nice little bluesy nice uh groovy nice little it's got this nice groove to it. It's a really cool. awesome song if you've never heard First Try by Johnny Swim. If you've never heard who Johnny Swim are, please check them out. Uh, it's a husband and wife uh, combo that live in California. They're fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I'll have to um, definitely check it out. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. First try. That's a that was my that was my favorite. So if you want to see my wife Beth and I sing, 
you can head over to YouTube, Doug McDonald Music, and go to the playlist that was the 30 Day Challenge, Find First Try. And that's my wife and I. Yeah, everybody, make sure to give uh, Doug a follow on YouTube and, you know, check out his music. Me, uh, 60 pounds heavier at the, at the time <laughs> as well. So those are always fun videos to go back and look at and be like, oh, my gosh, what was I doing? Right. I I, I felt this co this COVID area, uh, era was just, you know, because everybody's home and what else are you going to do? But, you know, you're going to snack on foods, watch TV. Uh, yeah. You couldn't really go mm -hmm. nowhere. So yeah. and, and I was really big on my health for like the last you know half half a decade and like the first like four or five years and then you know you kind of have that slump of like okay I, I don't even care about boiling chicken right now and you know <laughs> making rice and everything i'm just going to eat whatever is in front of me because i've been i feel like i've been dieting for like the last four or five years and it, it catches up to you and, I, and i'm one of the i mean one of the many people that can say you know that you know it it really it doesn't take uh, it's not hard for me to gain weight, but it's very hard for me to lose weight. So right. uh, sometimes you have to kind of just, you know, eventually look in the mirror and you're like, okay, you, you need to stop and like put down the cakes every once in a while, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, ha ha have a little bit of a, you know, a protein shake to kind of <laughs> restabilize your, your gut and your liver and everything. <laughs> but you think about it too, it's like at least one of our biggest one of the things that saved us the most when, when doing meal prep and all that kind of stuff now, because we're very into that. My wife's lost almost 35 pounds since mm -hmm. September. I've lost 60. And it's the air fryer. 2020, whatever you want to say about COVID, whatever, fine. 2020 was the year of the air fryer. It was the year that everyone said, okay, we're going to be on board with air fryers. I have and not I'm gone so happy yet, but I've been hearing a lot of people You're, doing a lot. You've got to. I, I've been hearing good things about it. Absolutely a game changer. Game changer. Hmm. I'll have to, I'll have to invest in one and uh, you know see what all the hype's about. <laughs> it's, it's definitely worth it. I mean, yeah. they're making full conventional ovens now with a 14-inch circular air fryer fan in the back wow. of the of the oven, so that you can literally air fry like turkeys. Jesus. Like full on eighteen pound turkeys can now be air fried but if you get the new <laughs> ovens with the air fryer in it. Uh, uh, so it's it's again twenty twenty. Thank you for making everyone say, "Hey, we're at home. Let's try these air fryers." Yeah, hey. the air fryer revolutionary. Very, yeah, exactly. Very, very very great tool that we own in our home. I mean, if anything, you know, the pandemic has just been able to, you know, bring out a lot of new things that we wouldn't even have time for if. Uh, with within the normal life we used to all live that and, and you know doubt. even though everything that everything that has happened is very sad it's uh terrible with how many people have been lost but sometimes i always think in the same way like maybe we needed this reset you know for because you know we're we're so big on uh you know looking at our phones and sure. you know on the internet worrying about mm -hmm. this person and that person what they're doing like maybe yep. this is you know something you know from sent above that we needed to happen on like a some type of level to like reset our brains and like like actually you know show what's important and what matters in life because you know yeah, when I mean, I, you never I, know I think, I think you hit the nail on the head i mean i'm i'm one that believes everything happens for a reason i do i right. do think that that this is you know as awful as it is, mm -hmm. a great reminder for for folks like, hey, life is real short. Yeah, any like you're not promised tomorrow. Love the ones yeah 
that you're around today and show them love, treat each other the way that you want to be treated. And, and again, you're not promised tomorrow. So make the most of the time you have now. Don't right. waste it spending your time focused on what the person is doing on social media that you're trying to compare yourself to. Stop trying to compare yourself to someone else. Like, don't spend so much time tethered and attached to yeah. these things that don't matter. Right. It doesn't like what what my what my image looked like this week or like what what how many posts did I make today on on Instagram mm -hmm. and, and did I use the right filter or not? Should yeah. not be something that we're that consumed with. Right. And you, like have said, I spent enough time with the people I love today? That's a good question to ask. Yes. Yeah, because like you said, the, all the, all those uh, you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter followers that you have, you know, are not going to care about you whether you're here or not. They're still going to live on. They'll probably sure. say a couple things about you, like, "Hey, yeah, I talked to him one time," but nine nine times out of ten, not like those people are really going to cry over you too much, unless you're some celebrity. But then again, it's the same thing. You know, we lose a lot of celebrities. But how every day. real is that? You know what right. I mean? Like, how real is that? You knew you like you you knew that person from what? You know. Mm -hmm. Now the beautiful thing, the beautiful thing with art. Like you're writing music, you're you're writing, you're you're making art, and art lives on for sure. I yes. mean, there are. I think if we're we're being honest with ourselves, yes, we're writing songs that come to our minds, come from our hearts, come from uh, our desire to tell stories. There, there are different things that compel us to write a different song. Like each song, like this one may be. Because I suffered a heartbreak, and mm -hmm. that's what comes out of here. This one may be, I read a story online, or I read a story in a newspaper, and it prompted me to want to tell that story musically. I I, I heard from so-and-so that this happened, and so I wanted to use that as an anchor for a story. Like, There are plenty of different things that lead us to, to write different songs. Right. And, and even though we're writing them either for ourselves or whatever, there's still this universal thing that even if I like, this is an incredibly personal song for me. Mm -hmm. Like uh, I have a song on, I had a record that was released in 2019 called X's and O's, um, which you can listen to on Spotify and Apple music, and, uh -huh. uh, Amazon and Google play all those places. There's a song in there called better off without you. And I've had so many people reach out and they're like, thank you for writing that song. I needed that. Like I needed to hear those words like because of this divorce or you know this like blah 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 and i'm like it wasn't even written you know obviously i had a personal reason for writing it and it's about uh conquering addiction but like for me like i was i was an addict before so like conquering addiction is what that song means to me and then i had a friend who's like you know was going through an abusive marriage and got out of it. And she's like, Hey, thank you for like, I just am attached to this song right now because I've finally gotten out of this abusive relationship and blah, blah. And I'm like, it's interesting. Art will keep living on and people will interpret that art. Yeah. However they want to interpret it. Even if you didn't write it to mean a certain thing. And so like, I can see how those that you may never meet that somehow find your music can attach themselves to you and or that song and so right. you have a place in their life i mean i don't know i don't i've never met or i, I don't know Jimi hendrix right but like i wouldn't be sitting here today talking about music if i had not encountered Jimi hendrix at, absolutely at, at, in 1997 so absolutely 
there there are there are things that that matter when it comes to to the art um but maybe we don't idolize the artist as much mm -hmm. maybe that's something we need to slow down on yeah the celebritization of of folks like tra treating people as celebrities instead let's just appreciate the art yeah and just the, like More. Uh, a lot of people like with the word celebrity it kind of is like a, a dull term i guess in these days and ages because you know w when you take the 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 label of celebrity off somebody they're just a regular person so sometimes you forget that they're just a person like you and me they just right. might be more recognizable in somebody else's eyes than you and me but nine times out of ten you know they wake up and go to bed just like you and me and you know from an artist standpoint they do the same thing and you know they might just have more people that listen to them where you and me sure. mean we're not even you know in, in an existence in their eyes but you know we're doing the same thing as them we're writing music because we love to write music and you know it would kind of be the same thing for them if they they would probably be doing the same thing if they didn't have you know the millions of followers that they did but you know maybe not every single musician but for right. you know some of them they do it because it's what you know they love to do and it uh either it keeps them sane they need to do it just for their mental health or, you yeah. know, just for a million reasons. And, you know, they can, they, they love the fact that they could probably sell out, you know, Madison square garden, but they would probably have the same amount of feeling if they played for five people in that same garden versus like, you know, 30,000. So, uh, I mean, immediately I go to Dave Grohl and food fighters. Like mm -hmm. he just wants to play music. Yeah. Doesn't matter where, just let him play. Right. Right. And that's how I feel too. So and you you mentioned you were you, uh, you also DJ so uh I do. you know what uh what made you uh, was there a certain thing with DJing that uh, made you be like hey I, I want to actually start doing this out or is it kind of just like hey saw somebody doing this and now I want to do that too No so my uh, buddy of mine that I went to high school with who I mean, tethers all the way back to the story of like I I was so blessed in high school to be introduced to a lead guitar players. So I'm a rhythm guitar player. And uh -huh. I was, I was so blessed to be introduced to, I honestly believe this too. One of the greatest guitar players that's alive today. Hmm. I, I, I've, I, there's not many people, especially in South Carolina, uh, that has the ability to do what this guy does. His name's Jacob Johnson. I would recommend anyone listening to this look up Jacob Johnson on Facebook. Um, I, I'm going to actually find his actual plug so that people can actually go find him um, <laughs> on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, he is one of the greatest guitar players I've ever heard. And I hmm. lucked out being introduced to him to be a part of... Like, he just wanted to start making music, and I was 16, he was 14 or 15 mm -hmm. at the time, and he was obsessed with Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I was all about that, so we learned a bunch of, like, Pink Floyd and Doors and yeah. Stevie Ray Vaughan, like, bluesy covers, and, uh, um, of course, uh, Jimi Hendrix and others, like, mm -hmm. so you want to go to Jacob Johnson Tunes, T-U-N-E-S dot com, or on Facebook, um, Fake a, it's the same thing. Facebook.com, Jacob Johnson, Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Check him out. Listen to his work. And if you're not blown away, I'm sorry. Something's wrong <laughs> with your ears. Um, he's incredible. And 
I got to play music with him for eight years, nine years, um, which was just a blessing. And and our drummer, Kenji McKenzie, our bassist, uh, whether it was Brant Vest or the, uh, then Justin McKenzie, like we had such a blast playing together. And our first show, which was myself and Brant and Jacob, and we played it as a three-piece where mm-hmm. I played bass, Jacob played guitar, and Brant played drums. We played on – so the guy that owns the company I DJ for, mm-hmm. Sean McGordy. Uh, he's actually a top 40 radio DJ in Greenville uh, on our biggest station in Greenville. Uh, radio Shorty is his nickname. Um, he owns this company, Premier Party Entertainment, in, in, in the upstate. And when we were in high school, we were both juniors in high school, and we got asked to do entertainment for our – like a pep rally one 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 night before our big rival high school football games. So mm. our first show in front of people ever was at this pep rally when I'm a junior in high school. <laughs> and Sean and his buddy Jamie had gotten these like 1991 uh, cabinet speakers that you would normally have beside your television that you take took banana clip wire like cabling. Like banana wires, like what uh-huh. home theater stereos, like home theater speakers. Yeah. And they brought two of those and had them tethered to a CD and tape deck. And they were DJing. That was Sean's like big first DJ thing. And then we hopped up and played an hour set. And I can tell you right now, it sounded atrocious. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. And so we kept doing it. But like that guy is the guy I work for now. And so Sean and I have known each other since middle school, like since we were probably 12, 13 years old. That's awesome. Um, in 2017, I said, I'm not doing nine to five anymore. Like I'm not doing nine to five work. I'm going to play music. I'm going to write music. I'm going to produce music. I'm going to help others produce music. I'm going to do this podcast full time. I'm going to make money doing things that I love instead right. of things that I hate. Uh-huh. And he offered, cause he knows like, again, I have a degree using my voice. I can turn on the voice for an MC baby. Like I can turn <laughs> that radio voice on right. when, and when I need to, when I have to and get paid for it. So why not go and, and be an MC and learn how to DJ yeah. uh, big events. And so the first, you know, the first little bit, the first year or so, I was learning how to DJ. Um, I, I've again, I've I've listened to every genre my entire life, so I can cater, I can cater the night based off of what I'm already seeing from everybody else's musical taste. Plus, we yeah. meet with people beforehand and, and discuss it. And right, um, so I've I've come to I've come to be pretty pretty good at it, uh, and and I enjoy doing it. But the main thing for me, because we do have some like nationally known DJs that work for our company as well, who get mm-hmm. paid a lot of money to come to DJ events and stuff. Right. And I'm the guy that gets put as the MC for them because I'm the well-known MC guy. So like, yeah. that's, that's the talent that I really bring to the table for this company. Plus I do also do live music and stuff for the company. Um, mm-hmm. When somebody wants live music at an event space or anything like that, like I'm, I go do that as well. Um, but if you're interested, if you're in the upstate of South Carolina, you're interested in looking at any of this, you can go yeah, to book, uh, book Doug McDonald. at, at PPE DJS on the Instagram, and you can uh, literally just message us there and we'll get to you. 
Yeah, make sure you book Doug at your next event. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I'll come talk. Yeah, man. And or DJ and or play music. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so let's talk some wrestling, Doug. Uh, so you sure. have a podcast uh, called I Living do. the Gimmick. It is. And uh, it is co-hosted by you and jo- uh, John Alba. Jonathan Alba is his name. Yes. 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 And when, when did you guys start uh, Living the Gimmick? In a couple weeks, it'll be six years that we've been doing it. Uh, we will hit episode 300 in mm-hmm. three weeks. That's that's so a lot we of episodes. Have, we will, I mean, it's, it's crazy how this has actually landed where we're hitting... 300 episodes. I mean, we've done more than 300 because mm-hmm. we've we've done some that aren't in canon to the podcast episode order. Right. So, in total, we've probably done 300 and like 20 something. Hmm. But 300 episodic episodes in order uh, of of us numbering them um, in in six years, and all of it legit happening and landing on like the six year anniversary mark it's really Mm -hmm. crazy how that's gonna work it's like it's like six days before when we did our first episode in 2015 that we're gonna be hitting episode 300 Mm -hmm. um we've done a lot of things we've had a lot of different formats we've had a lot of great guests and and big names in the business come on the show Uh uh-huh um and we've we've had a great time going and being a part of different live events with different people and and being able to 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 get um, in depth relationships with other great members of of the media in that realm of of space right uh, and and we've had a we've had a blast doing it and and again I think uh, this this all stemmed from I was the senior editor of a website called WrestlingRumors.net from mm-hmm. 2013 through 2015 and in two years we sold the website um to now a, a conglomerate of people whoever that is I, <laughs> I don't i don't i really don't know who all is behind that now uh-huh um no nah, I, I it doesn't matter to me um like <laughs> we, we sold the website it was it was able to um that sale was able to help procure the house that i'm sitting in right now uh for the most part and i will never complain about doing uh the work that i did on the website because it was 65 to 70 hours a week that i was Mm -hmm. spending doing that website i had no life right um i asked my wife she was very upset with me for 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 two years Mm. um the amount of time that i spent doing the website more than anything else yeah Um, but i had some great writers writing for me uh, and john alba was one of those and he was in college at the time he's nine years younger than me um and we he is now a an actual journalist and a mm-hmm. sports broadcaster for Spectrum 13 in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh and we we decided when we sold the website, but when we sold the website we were doing a daily podcast. So every day, yeah, I would hop on and do a 5 to 6 minute rundown of the things that had happened that day in wrestling and MMA. Um and I had another writer uh, who's at Bleach Report, or I don't know if he's still at Bleach Report. He was at Bleach Report for a while. I don't know where he is now. Chris Walter, I think he started a, I think he started his own account called Walter Sports. I think mm-hmm. um, he would hop on and do some, and then John would do some as well. These daily podcasts, and we thought, well, we have this, we have a massive following. Let's like 
continue to yeah. produce content because we like doing it so much. And he and I had discovered that we liked each other a lot because we have similar senses of humor and yeah. thoughts on different things. But we also differ on a lot of things as well because we have this huge age gap. So it's a fun dynamic that we have between us. Yeah. Uh, and so we were like, all right, well, let's 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 try it. Let's do something and let's make it weekly. And so we did our first test podcast where we just did it for ourselves mm -hmm. we did an hour and a half um where kind of figured out some sort of a format to run and that started in july of 2015 and here we are in about to be july of 2021 right and we're gonna hit episode 300 and you know the future of the podcast is gonna be awesome because we're like it's gonna be um you know it's going to be a, a lot of a lot of interesting uh a lot of different interesting things we're looking to do with it later like we, we we're not we're, we're always constantly thinking about what can we do um to make this a little different to make it like uh not feel like it's the same thing again six years is a long time yeah uh and and we've had a similar format for a very long time there were there was a lot of times where I was doing silly voices and we've done covers and and uh, parodies of songs and yes. <laughs> it's a gr it's a lot of fun we have a lot of fun and again our our whole point our whole plan was if we're having fun hopefully other people will have fun Absolutely. and so that's what we do week in and week out yeah and you can definitely tell that you guys enjoy doing it every week because i mean i'm an active listener i know me and my buddy we were talking we we watch you guys you know every tuesday and i uh, you know look forward to it you guys are always you know breaking down stuff whether it be you know the wwe nxt AEW, uh you know wherever you know whatever wrestling promotion company is out there you guys are at least giving people your honest opinions about them and you know like just like anything Sometimes the product's good and you guys are loving it, but then there's times where it's really bad and you guys are blunt, honest, and like you know, I do not like this stuff. And and I you don't know, we have time to sugarcoat things. Yeah, and you know, some and again, you know, we're older. I mean, it, and it's different because you know WWE has been a way different uh, company than what we grew up on. You know, coming from the Attitude Era and back before the Attitude Era to sure. what it is now. You know, it's become so yeah. global, and you know, now that more kids are watching it you know it's become more like because <laughs> the one things that i mean i i was watching that is a big factor now uh is the nikki cross super uh hero gimmick and i i was looking at that i'm like this is the same reason why like a lot of people are just like you know either loving it or hate the, the people are loving it and hating it but it's like you know some people just want the traditional you know give me a match between two people that have good chemistry a good storyline that's all i need i mean the the gimmicks and everything are great but when you know it's like something that's just like you can tell the wrestler's not into it and you're like okay i'm trying to keep myself interested in it but you know it's just like not having it for me and i've been through a lot of you know wwe watching it when i knew it was pretty stale but at least something in that 3 hour time frame was keeping me interested in a watch and you know since mania it's been like on and off for me. Like I haven't, it's either like, you know, Hey, 
it's not I'm not missing anything. I can always go on YouTube and watch the recaps of something if I wanted to just watch something very quick, but it's like I'm not going to watch 3 hours of it and when I could be doing something different with my time and there's nothing that's like promoting that be like, you know, you got to stick to like the last half hour of this show because something big's going to happen and then they do it and nothing big necessarily happens or it's something that is like totally, you know, I I didn't need to, you know, wait for this. And the only right. thing that I can hope is that when, you know, what is it, July 23rd, 24th that they're going to go back on the road. My only hope is that they, you know, wake up and like they're just waiting for that big explosion when it goes to live events and they can just start, you know, get, getting out of this pandemic era because, you know, it, it was cool when, you know, the first week, months were going by and like, hey, they're doing what they can because, you know, they're limited. But now it's like it's like the product has just started keep going down and down and down. And it's like we don't know what we're doing. We're just hoping that people are still watching. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could go on a diatribe here, but it's the, the <laughs> thing with WWE. It's just real. Like, I, in my opinion, I think it's trash television. Um, and hey, if you guys I want just, your honest opinion, what Doug wants, go to the Patreon account, Patreon Limited sure. Gimmick, and you'll hear a, a big scoop about what Doug and, sure. and John have had to say. They had a great episode this sure. week. So yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's they can't make up their mind between trying to cater to to six year olds and or committing murder on camera like there's plenty they've done, yeah. they've done plenty of storylines in the last two years mm -hmm. where people have either tried to commit murder or have actually legit on your camera committed murder where they've lit someone on fire in the middle of a ring and had them lay there burning for a good 10 to 15 minutes on screen so i i can't i i don't i, I it's not obviously i still have to watch <laughs> it and pay attention because we do Oh yeah, look at Bob. Look at Doug Bob gives there. his opinion that on is, WWE TV. That, <laughs> that is, is true. Uh, absolutely true. Bob, who's who's <laughs> hanging out here, that is uh, one of our producer, one of our producer patrons of producer the show. Producer Bob, he's, hey, he's how you doing? Our, Thanks for being here. Thank you for watching Table Talk, my friend. Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, that's. I think it's trash TV. Um, I still, <laughs> I still enjoy wrestling. I oh, still yeah. enjoy when things are good. Mm -hmm. I don't like watching those shows. Um. But I do like a lot of the indie stuff. I, I, I like what MLW is doing. I like AEW for the most part, what they're mm -hmm. doing. I like um, Ring of Honor. I like Limitless Wrestling, which my co-host John is a part of. He's an yes. actual talent um, for that for that promotion. There are, NXT's been pretty good, too. I mean, NXT, and, and, and not a lot of people watch it. But the last, the last been, few weeks. They've been doing really good the last few better. weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've so, been actually switching my Mondays to Tuesdays lately, and I've been a lot more happier. <laughs> it's absolutely better of the shows, but again, because it's under that WWE umbrella, there's yeah. still a lot of planning day to day, minute by minute, instead of weekly to monthly to yearly, so that you actually right. know how to build cohesive storylines mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. And it it gets convoluted and it gets a little messy and yeah. hard to pay attention to. Um, but, but still the last three weeks have been much better as, a, as a, in terms of like show quality. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Definitely. If you want to, if you want to, if, if you're a wrestling fan watching this, listening to right. this, uh, you can definitely check us out. Like I said, on Twitter at the LTG podcast, um, patreon.com forward slash living the gimmick. Um, you'll get tons of content there, video content left and right, uh, prediction and reaction shows to every pay-per-view for the big two promotions, AW and, and WWE. Um, as well as if you 
want to be in one of the, the, the watch along tiers. We actually watch a pay-per-view from the past together mm-hmm. every single month. Very nice. And, and hang out for three to four hours and do that together with all of our patrons too. So there's a ton of content there. Like I said, um, you know, we're about to hit a big milestone with 300. Uh, so that's the, that's where we're looking right now. And you guys just did 297 this past week, correct? So 297, we've got three, three more episodes, three weeks coming. So mm-hmm. if you guys, like I said, if you guys are wrestling fans that are watching, you know, subscribe to, you know, the Living the Gimmick Patreon uh, account and, you know, check them out online. They're, they have a lot of good information every week and you know i guess i I, not being biased to myself even though i'm a listener but you know they're uh they they have the uh probably one of the best shows out there when it comes to you know uh listening to you know reviews about uh wrestling if i wasn't you know if i was done watching wrestling and just watching the show i would still be able to know what's going on through the shows by watching you guys and you know friday nights i don't necessarily get to watch smackdown but you know, I still feel yeah, I never get to watch it live. I, so I, I feel somewhere. SmackDown's been pretty good, but you know, it's still you know there are, part, there are parts that are sure. It's there are it's always been good. it's always been that second to Raw, like even though not but, anymore, sir. But you know, it's 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 had his uh, heightened days. You know, it so. is it is considered the A show right now because it's on Fox. So once it hit Fox, it True. became the A show. Yeah. Um, it's better. Also, I mean, it's only two hours instead of three. Yeah, so they instead can, of they can going three, better. it's only two. So that's it's a lot better. better. But man, in my opinion, when out of a hundred, I would give Raw a thirty. Mm-hmm. SmackDown's at like a forty-five, fifty. It's better, but it's still right. not perfect. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, and I don't think anybody's you know necessarily looking for perfect, but it's like you know. It, a good storyline is very without making me feel stupid. Right, like, it, just it, a good storyline is very stupid. hard to come by these days with with the company. It's like you know they, it they, and then the fact that they bring somebody in and then just totally like make you believe that they're doing something with somebody and then just totally squash right. them. So it's like mm-hmm. I invested my time and now like I was the biggest oh, biggest yeah. Bray Wyatt fan of this new fiend thing. Well, they set him on fire. That too, and I was like, I once once he revealed himself, I'm like, they are going to f this thing up because I'm so hyped on this. They're going to f this up, and they you know set him on fire, and you know I think they just dealt him the belt too too quick, and it once he got killed by Gil, uh, I was about to say Gilbert, that's what Goldberg. That that's, was the downfall. That was the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. That was the downfall of everything that started, and you know I just think what what do they do with him now even if he comes no. back what is the point of coming back from this because you totally killed him at wrestlemania because i was going to be okay with him getting a redemption win and being over i would have been like okay at least he's coming back from it but they totally pulled the alexa bliss thing and i'm like i'm out you know i i was hoping for a a new thing with him but i'm, I'm out he had new ring attire too and i'm like so what do you want me to do with it? I mean, so it that's those the things Is like that, you you're so in, you're so invested in it, and they just like crush your dreams so quickly. There's nothing he can do now. That there's, like, there's really nothing. nothing you can do. And mm-hmm. even if he does come back, I mean, you're going to have people like, oh yes, he's coming back, he's good. But to the average, you know, listener, like, I mean, do I care? Yes, but no. not as much as no. I used to. No. You know, yeah. it's no. it's cool. I'm glad he's still you know doing his thing, but it's not the same hype anymore. You know, it's they they yeah. had a good thing going with him, and they just 
and and again, you and sometimes you can't really blame all on creative, but you know it's because I know Bray Braid had some creative things, but creative does play a good role in that. And the fact that you know, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't know what yeah, they were thinking uh, with half the stuff. That whole thing, that whole thing was is one hundred percent not creative. Like that's one hundred percent of Vince McMahon, without, without a doubt. Yeah, and they booked him that way. That's why. And I, I just don't know what they were, you know, it, it, unless what was going through Vince's mind. The fact that oh, we'll just you know, we're gonna build him up to being this big, you know, fearful creature, but he's gonna lose nine out of ten of his next matches. Like, how are you supposed to build a, a big guy like that? But then again, he's like selling merch off the store, off the shelves. But you're making them lose almost half the matches. So it's like, how can I invest somebody with that type of build? You know? Yeah, I don't, it's a, it, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with that right. kind of situation. It's really hard. Exactly. Real hard. Yeah. But uh, on to one of the newest sections, and uh, we've been doing this little uh, spin wheel, table talk spin wheel. So. Uh, we have, if it's going to come up for me, yeah, here it goes. So, Doug, we have three different topics, uh, a top five, this or that, or a topic question. We're going to spin this wheel, and whatever it lands on, that will be our topic of the night. So let's give this right. a spin. Let's go. God, I'm used to We do one on our podcast every week. So this or that. This or that. Is, okay. So this or that finally get to do my little bump there. <laughs> so this or that is a game where we pick two different categories or two different thing, uh, you know, things, and we pick which one we like better. We have a couple different, uh, you know, it's like a, a speed answer type thing. And then we kind of just do our little discussion. You'll do it. I'll uh, have my own questions uh, for the same thing. I'll have my own answers. Okay. And people in the chat, uh, people are watching now, uh, you can have your answers in there too. So let's go with, uh, we'll do about like, you know, a couple here. So uh, first one, morning or night? Night. Tea or coffee? Decaf. <laughs> I can't have. I can't. It. I uh, I like both. I, but I, coffee. Right. I don't. I can't. I can't do caffeine with my heart thing. I had a heart attack. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's understandable. Really and the fact that yeah. caffeine does nothing for me anymore. I felt that I've taken. It so used much... to do nothing for me either. Yeah. Because I've I taken so, so much of it. I've taken so much of that cellucor C four. <laughs> in my day oh, that yeah, yeah. I, I think my body is has no effect on caffeine i can drink like three four cups so, of coffee and be wide awake and like go to sleep it doesn't really it does not bother i me. used to i used to drink so much caffeine it wasn't even funny my wife and i detoxed from it for 30 days mm -hmm. 30 days in 2013 and then i had a cup of, of regular coffee and i was wired for right. like eight hours and i was like what is happening right so since then i have stayed away from caffeine so we're coming up on 18 years of not drinking caffeine really it does wonders for your body i mean if people i mean it's it's, it's one and that's half i tell people all the time like if you cut out some of your sugar in your diet you're gonna lose mm -hmm. about that five ten pounds that you want you know it's it's the little things that if you cut out you're gonna lose because everybody's always like well how can i lose it the fastest you cut out one little thing you're gonna drop even if it's water weight. You're gonna drop it real quick. You know, watch so. your sodium. Yes, that too. So it's like this. It's the smallest things, and it's you know it can be 
a lot of people make it complicated, but it's sometimes the most smallest things that you got just got to cut out of your diet and you can lose it pretty quickly. And it's the matter right. of keeping it off and learning how to make that a lifestyle. And I've always told, you know, it's, uh, you know, the lifestyle of these like, uh, different, you know, next fab of like weight loss tools and stuff. But it like, these things don't teach you how to live a lifestyle of healthy living. Right. They just right. teach you how to diet for a certain amount of time. And then, yeah. and then once you get off, you're like, okay, what do I do? I guess I'm going to yeah. go back to eating bags of chips every day because <laughs> yep. I don't know how to, you know, live in it. So coffee, decaf. There you That's go. My answer. Uh, TV shows or movies? Uh, TV shows. TV shows. I'm very torn. I'm very torn TV by shows. that one because I love my movies, and I am too. And I mean, I don't have too many TV shows that I watch. I mean, I guess series would be. I mean, would you put series in the same thing as a TV show? I mean, I guess not. But I mean, I guess there's so much. I guess like if you had like a. I mean, I guess. TV shows like a Game of Thrones, it's a series, TV shows, sure, but same yeah. thing. So, I mean, because I, yeah. I love my, uh, you know, Game of Thrones, Dexter's, and all those. Yeah. But then, you know, movies. I mean, I love my comedies, love my action ones. So it's it's very hard. I guess it really just depends on the day for me and what I'm into. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I the only reason I I answered TV show. I mean, my wife and I both love both genres of of screen, but I. Mm-hmm. We we have sitcoms and shows that we constantly rotate through and watch the full series of. Like we will start watching something together and we'll blow through um, the series in a matter of a month or so um, yeah. because we watch it while we're at home almost the entire day. So like Seinfeld and yeah, she loves Friends. So we're going through Friends again right now, and mm-hmm. uh, The Office, and Parks and Recreation, yeah. and New Girl, and like we can we'll we'll go through all these different shows mm-hmm. more. Uh, if I like, if I'm um, Reno Nine One One is now on HBO Max. We'll go through Reno Nine One One, Chappelle Show. Oh yeah, um, like we'll go through all these different things. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Those are shows that we constantly have on rotation that we just we watch through. That's um, awesome. But like movies, yeah, I think I think we love too many movies to to, to try and pick a movie. We'll we'll sit there and sort through for thirty minutes trying to find what movie we want to watch. Like that's <laughs> that's the hard part when you're yeah. when you know when you have subscriptions to like five different streaming networks. You're like, okay, well, what's on this and what's on this and what's on this? What do you want to watch? But like, we'll immediately just go to the TV show after we've looked for a movie for thirty minutes because we know we're gonna love the TV show. So <laughs> that's what usually happens. So, uh, Superman or Batman? Batman. Superman's the lamest superhero on the face of the planet. Anyone want (laughs) to argue me? Argue with me. Dude puts on glasses and nobody knows who he is. That's the (laughs) stupidest thing I've ever seen. If Bob's still watching, he knew that answer before I even answered it because he knows. I've been the biggest Batman fan since since the 89 Batman movie. I was hooked. That like you were saying in the beginning of the show tonight that you know that was a, a another movie that you couldn't put down that was definitely a, the the whole you know eighty nine Batman and I'm oh, stoked yeah. to see it actually coming back in the uh, Flash series that I keep on I hearing that you know mm-hmm. uh, Michael Keaton's coming back and reprising mm-hmm. his role I'm pretty stoked on that mm-hmm. and you know I know it's probably going to going to be a small cameo but you know for the fact that he's reprising his role you know it's, I, I'm it's more it's more than you think. Hmm. I'll, it's I, reestablishing him now in the DCU. So for like 
future they've already talked to him about being batman in future dcu movies so i'm all for it we shall probably see michael keaton more than we think um, i'm definitely all I, for I thought that. the same thing but apparently he's got a bigger role than we think right now i'm um, all for it but yeah superman get out of here waste they tried to make the big they tried to make the perfect superhero where he's impenetrable to anything he's invulnerable to anything and then they a rock a rock from his home planet. <laughs> if it's a rock from his home planet, how is that his... I can't with Superman. Superman's stupid. <laughs> Move along. There you go. Batman. Piercings or tattoos? Tattoos. I've always wanted a tattoo, just never had something that I can have meaningful to tattoo. Because I, I never just wanted to put something on my body without a meaning for it. Yeah, so. my wedding ring is a tattoo. I don't wear jewelry often. So oh, okay. That's, the, that's the wedding ring itself is a tattoo. That's nice. My that's... wife just got a my wife just got a half sleeve on her arm that I think's. I always like I always like the half sleeves. I always like you know the concepts of them, like mm -hmm. having like some type of story behind it, yep. and that those always intrigued me. And mm -hmm. you know, I don't think I'd ever be able to you know do that with the job that I have. But I always am intrigued and. Uh, you know people's story that they tell just from those different sleeves and the full sleeves and stuff so they, they're Absolutely. very interesting to me Absolutely. piercings i mean i had my ear pierced before but i recently took that out i'm like i, I sometimes even forget it's in there so yank i've never out, had a piercing. there i I, th I think it was just more of like well everybody else is doing it when i was a kid I'm like so i'm just <laughs> gonna do it and I, I and then to the point i'm like why do i even have it anymore so yank out of there bye see ya and in that thing, you know, you can get rid of a piercing a lot, a lot faster than a tattoo, but true, yes, it's and it's less painful. But mm -hmm. I would definitely love to get a tattoo. Hopefully, one day. Uh, being warm or being cold? Cold. Hmm. I I I'd sweating. rather be warm. I hate being hot. Now uh, my, you know how people have seasonal affectiveness disorder in the in the winter. Like people say that they have, they're they're you know obviously. The acronym for that is SAD, and people are like, "I'm sad in the winter because it's cold, and I miss the sun, and it's gray, and blah blah right. blah." My wife and I—that's our like—we both absolutely live for that. Mm. Um, now we live in South Carolina, so like the cold is only like in the 30s. So yeah, we, so we hardly ever get too, snow too cold. even. Yeah. Um, so our cold is what we like to be. Um, but she she lived in Colorado. She lived in the snow, like on a on a. On a uh, she worked for a ski lodge. Like she, she loves all, all as cold as you can get it. She'll gladly be a part of that. Um, I just, unless I'm on a beach, I hate summer because of how daggum hot it is. I and just that analogy is the same way that I feel about cold. The cold. If it's not snowing, I hate the cold. If it's snowing, yeah. I'm okay with it. But if if it's not snowing and it's cold, freezing, I hate it. If I'm not near a body of water that's cool so I can jump into it and cool off, I hate being hot. Yeah. I hate it. And I guess it comes from me being a summer baby, so that kind of helps too. But yeah. but then again, the same way. I love I love the summer, love the heat, but when it gets over a hundred degrees, that's when I'm like, okay, I can cap you can cap it off now. You can kind of keep that down. I mean, I don't but need that to be starts in May for us. <laughs> yeah. So it, like and we've already gotten I'm a little at, bit of heat it's around here too. Degree, it's a it's it's eighty five to ninety five percent humidity, and it is you know, it can get over a hundred. So it's it's yeah. brutal. 
I would rather, if as long as I'm at a pool or the lake or near the ocean, I'm totally fine right? Um, with the heat. But other than that, I'm not a fan of the heat. And I am doing all these weddings and events and stuff outside at these barns and venues and stuff and just soaking through all of my clothing, my suits and all that kind of stuff all year. I just, uh, no, I would rather be cold. There you go. Uh, long drive or long walk? I've just gotten into where I like to walk a lot, but long drive. My wife and I love road trips, so. There, there's something about you know driving for me too like i, I like and I, I don't know it's kind of been like the last couple of years for me because usually we will go up to uh my wife's cousin's place up in the poconos and it's about like two two and a half hours but it, it's okay. a good you know decent drive but like you see the changing of the atmosphere like you know the mountains up there so it's right. like very you know different from living mm -hmm. in the suburbs uh mm -hmm. but like the long drive up there it's like you know very peaceful, totally different atmosphere. So quiet up there, and then you know it's a it's a trip that I usually look forward to. Uh, but you know, on the contrary, with long walks, I mean, you know, walking in a, like a park or just kind of you know going for a decent walk to just kind of clear your mind. Yeah, that's another awesome thing that you know is always uh, sure. always uh, fun to do as well. So yeah. I mean, I would probably say fifty fifty. But if I had to actually pick one, I would probably say long drives as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do like two more. Uh, Christmas or Halloween? Oh, see now, now you've hit something <laughs> where I don't know what I can pick. Halloween probably. Um, Beth and I decorate our house for Halloween on September first, mm. and we have our decorations up for two months. And then on <laughs> November first, literally on November first, we switch from Halloween to Christmas. And then we have our Christmas decorations up for two months. So yeah, we love both holidays. We decorate for both holidays. I mean, the whole the one of the things for me is like if I'm pulling the, the Halloween decorations off, we've got to get in the attic to to put them up. I'm just gonna go ahead and bring the Christmas decorations. Down. Oh yeah. Um, but but also like during our celebration of Halloween, which lasts for two months, we watch a scary movie a day, kind of thing. When it's Christmas, we watch a Christmas movie a day, kind yeah. of thing. Like we, that's something that we do together, and it's something that we love doing together. I'm going to say Halloween. Um, Bob was yeah, saying, yeah, 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 Doug, Doug is has to be Halloween surprised that he, it it wasn't more. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to say Halloween for sure, but like we both we love both, so yeah, I I gotta say I I love both too. My my wife is a big 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 christmas fan like she goes yeah. all out for christmas me i love christmas but uh when i was a kid loved halloween loved dressing up loved everything about it now i'm not a scary movie person but i mean i always got it i mean and hey people hate me if i if you want but i i love the uh you know the michael myers series that always starts love watching michael myers the freddy kruegers jason's all those and you know here and there there'll be like a little more you know freakier uh movies out there that i'll watch but i'm i was never the you know go to a haunted house type halloween person because mm -hmm. i've never been that type of person i hate being scared <laughs> but I, uh, but I love the fact that Halloween, uh, you know, just getting into the uh, Halloween, you know, dressing up mood and all that other stuff. Uh, Christmas, 
love, you know, the atmosphere because everything, you know, obviously Christmas brings all the, you know, happiness and everything around. It's a mm -hmm. good time of year. And plus, you know, being able to, you know, celebrate it with our son this year was a totally different yeah. uh, aspect of it this year. So we, you yeah, know, first sure, thing for man. him, you know, yep. getting to, you know, put our uh, platform up because it was a tradition that my wife's father had. And, uh, you know, we've kind of molded that into our family tradition. So it was cool to kind of, you know, show him the platform and that we what we do because uh, she's kind of the same way. Like, you know, uh, that almost the day after Thanksgiving, we start putting up all the Christmas stuff, take all that Thanksgiving stuff. Because I always feel in the last couple of years, people don't really take Thanksgiving as serious as what they really used to. It's just more of like, hey, we're just going out to dinner. It's just a dinner now, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've Thanksgiving for us has always been uh, we we do a meal with our family and yeah and, yeah and talk about what we're thankful for. Like, we've always done that, but it's right. never been a like we don't decorate the house for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, and we like, just leave out the Christmas stuff, the Halloween stuff. Yeah, so I mean, and then the Christmas uh, stuff. We had the Christmas stuff up in November, so right. And other than the meaningfulness of what Thanksgiving is about, right. but it's like the whole like in, yeah, I mean, but like as a uh, as a holiday, I would say it's you know the the least you know in a like a celebration type of uh thing like right. oh like decorating and all this other stuff you know you may have a well, couple to things be here fair to be fair in the united states education system you are taught that thanksgiving is a celebration of the first meal happening between colonists who are raping and pillaging land from native americans and the native americans in which they are raping and pillaging the land from mm -hmm. so you know I I mean we can get into history and all that kind of stuff but like right. if you want to get into the like the thought of like being thankful for things absolutely we we should we should be thankful and acknowledge our thankfulness and appreciation for each other uh, more than just one day a year you know right I mean? exactly it's kind of it's kind of like just the, the same day. thing like you know we have like Mother's hey. Day and Father's Day like you know it's not only just one day you should be celebrating your parents you should be celebrating them every day for everything that they've done but it's just a specific day that you can be like hey I'm gonna give you a little extra you know you know praise to be like thank you for this and thank you for that yes. so I think it's the last one let's go with uh, money or fame. fame don't those, don't those go hand in hand probably i guess uh, i mean i mean i guess you can't I mean i don't have a lot of either so i don't know what you're wanting me to answer here. right yeah uh, i mean that these kind of things came to my head so i kind of had a lot of these just yeah. kind of jolting let's x let's x that one uh let's do uh boat or plane Uh, for for leisure boat for travel plane, okay. Yeah, and I don't get to go. I don't get to go on many boats uh, these days, but I uh, I do travel uh, for my company uh, here and there. So I do a lot more flying here and there. I mean, since the, since COVID, not much, but I was doing a little more traveling. So you know, uh, I guess. Like I guess I can kind of agree with your answer. You know, uh, you know, you have your uh, likes for going on a boat, and you have your likes for you know flying, and you know, I guess they both have their pros and cons to them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was an extended version of our uh, this or that segment, yes. and yeah. So 
uh, we've been talking a, uh, a lot here, Doug, and I, I, I really appreciate you being on here tonight. It's been great to finally actually get to uh, meet you and talk to you about your music, talk a little bit more about the podcasting and DJing you do. And, uh, you know, I was uh, told by you that you are thinking about uh, you are in, in the process of making a new album as we speak, correct? I am. Do you want to touch a little bit on that uh, as a little last segment for us tonight? Sure. So I did a song um, that I'd written back in 2004, 2005, earlier. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be on the record. Um, the record's going to be called Give Me Your Love. And the title track is a brand new song that I wrote um, this this past, this past m- probably March, I want to say. It's February or March. Um, but I was putting, I had like an EP laid out. Like I had, mm-hmm. uh, about four songs that I was like, okay, there's four songs here that I didn't do for Exeter Knows and I should probably do some sort of studio versions of these songs. Uh, and then I wrote that one and then I wrote two more and I'm like, okay, well now there's seven. What do I do? Do I do a full record? Do I do an EP still? Do I do two EPs? What do I do? Right. Um, so I'm still working on what what will it be? Will it be a full album? Will it be an EP with three or four songs and then do another EP of three or four songs later? Yeah. Um, but right now, uh, the single is what I will be doing first, and that will that will make its way onto the the airwaves first, and that'll be uh, a song called "Give Me Your Love." Awesome. Uh, do you have a timeline for when that will be out, or kind of just hopefully this fall? Uh, Good. Hopefully, hopefully around October, November for sure. Um, the the whole EP hopefully will be done by then, and if not, then at least you'll have a single to to wet your whistle until I'm done with it. Again, I don't you know I don't have to have a timeline, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Self producing everything, um, and I'm in a real busy season currently but uh mm-hmm. w- once we hit august i have a little bit more downtime and i'll have a little bit more time to spend on right. getting everything accomplished and finished and everything ready to go that's awesome and uh for now uh you guys can definitely check out his album x's x's and o's on yeah, spotify al- uh, itunes wherever you can usually listen to uh listen to and download music make sure you check out uh Doug's music. Uh, you know, you can find him on Facebook, uh, Doug McDonald Music. And uh, I know you have a different handle on in- Instagram. What's that handle again? Yeah, Instagram is at Doug O'Mac, D O U G O M A C 52. Uh, Doug O'Mac 52 on the Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's at Doug O'Mac. Yes. And uh, also make sure you guys check out the Living the Gimmick podcast every Tuesday. Uh, you can hear Doug and uh, John Alba. Uh, you know, spitting their opinions on the wrestling world, and uh, you know, it's great content there. And make sure you guys, you know, go support them on their Patreon account as well. You know, they have they uh, looking forward to having some uh, more content and a lot of great things happening and uh, on their podcast. Make sure you go support them. And uh, so. again, Doug, I want to say thank you very much for being on here, and you know, good luck with uh, the new album. You know, we'll have to get you on here again. Uh, when the new album hits and you know, talk more about it and uh, you know hope uh, you know the episode 300 goes really well with you guys I'll, I'll surely thank be you. listening and we'll uh, be talking uh, a lot more my friend thank you for having me so thank you guys for being here this has been Table Talk episode 23 uh, the season 2 premiere so we'll be seeing you guys in two weeks with a new 
uh, guests. And thank you guys, and have a great night. We'll see you on the next episode of Table Talk, everyone.